Navy veteran Douglas James is a world-recognized expert on a mission to change the lives of driven entrepreneurs. He transparently teaches and empowers hungry entrepreneurs how to find, close, and retain high-ticket clients so they can automate the growth of their businesses and finally live the lives of their dreams. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Partner up with Navy Federal Credit Union to pay down credit card debt. You can get a low intro APR on balance transfers with their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Hey, today we're talking with Navy veteran Douglas James from the DouglasJames.com. So, Douglas, we've got a lot of cool things to talk about. You were in the Navy for 10 years. So before we get to talking about business and veteran entrepreneurship, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Navy. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, so in, in the Navy, I was a uh, hospital corpsman for 10 years. You know, so... Uh, I was supposed to be started off as an IT, but uh, had some, I guess I ran into some issues with my recruiter who, <laughs> who hasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, so I spent 10 years as a hospital foreman. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole story in itself. Wow. But uh, it yeah. was cool. I got to, you know, travel all, the wor- all over the world, sta- stationed in Naples, Italy for a few years, went on the USNS Mercy out to uh, some Pacific Islands, um, eventually became a lab tech as well, trained with the Marines for became a 84-4 FMF corpsman, right. um, did, didn't actually deploy a green side. Um, so, but, uh, did get the training. I was mostly blue side in my time. So. Yeah. You know, when I was at, uh, the army's command general staff college used to teach the Navy capabilities course to all the mostly army, but there was always a token air force and foreign officer student in there, a Marine. And, it's funny because a lot of like the Air Force and the Army, they don't realize that the Marine Corps doesn't have its own medical people. Like we don't have medics, we don't have doctors, we don't have chaplains, we don't have any of that stuff ourselves. The Navy provides all that for us. So I used to always say we got we have no medical, no no religion, you know, no possessions. Right. So right. Um, so the you know the Navy provides us our corpsman, and to be an FMF corpsman, corpsman is Fleet Marine Force corpsman, which means you go serve with the Marine Corps. And, uh, you know, there's a, a rich, uh, phenomenal history of, uh, Navy corpsmen serving with Marine units, um, throughout, throughout history and combat operations and just a phenomenal amount of, um, Navy corpsmen that have received not only, you know, the medal of honor and silver star and everything else, uh, serving with Marines on the ground. So good on you. Your recruiter, you might've pissed off your recruiter, but you still must've been a pretty squared away guy. Cause not everybody gets to become a Navy corpsman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, so basically what happened with that was, you know, I, uh, gr- growing up, you know, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. So growing up, I loved technology, computers, play mm-hmm. video games all the time. I watched tech TV, uh, you know, so I basically got, got to the point where I was, you know, bartending every night till 4am after high school. And my Family, family was like, Hey, you're going to, you know, go to college. You're going to go to the military or you're going to get the F out of our house. So <laughs> that was the ultimatum they gave me. Yeah. And, um, I graduated high school with like a 1.9 GPA. Like nice. I really shouldn't have graduated. Nice. I should, yeah, it was, 
you know, like uh, just always in my own head, not, not in a bad way, like in the creative sense, like wanting to do stuff, build stuff, you know, mm-hmm. art, I would draw all the time, you know, so I was very much in the arts. So, um, I decided, you know, I didn't want to piss off my family and have them kick me out of their house. You know, I was a 19 year old kid was not a straight A student at all, was not going to go to college. So I was like, let me do this Navy thing. So I ended up joining the Navy, picked IT because of, you know, I was in the computers, but uh, got into, you know, boot camp. And, um, you know, around nine, day nine, they have that moment of truth. They're like, hey, if you ever smoked weed or if you ever stole or if you ever been to jail, like we're going to find out. Just tell us right now. Right. <laughs> Don't and fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So I had a little, when I was 17, I worked for Target, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I made, made some bad, bad mistakes there. I stole and shoplifted while I worked there while I was in, working in the electronics department. And, um, you know, I got caught, I owned up to it when they caught me, I confessed everything and they put me in this first offenders program. And, you know, I did, I went through that program for a year, went to the classes every week, paid a little bit of money every month, like a hundred bucks a month. When I joined the Navy, the recruiter was like, oh, we're going to, you know, make sure that's expunged and off your record. Oh, you're in the first offenders program. Oh, you, you'll be good. You were just a kid. I'm like, OK, sweet. So, hmm. you know, the recruiter was like, I got your back, you know, and uh, he did tell me if they ever ask you about this, just just say no, just deny it. I'm like, all right. But when yep. you get in boot camp and you're an 18, 18 year old kid and you got this, you know, really buff chief like yelling at your face. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to it's all, it's expunged. It's OK. Right. It's all good. So. I get into there, they, they're doing a security clearance because ITs, you need the, the uh, top secret security clearance, right? Corman, you just need a secret. Yep. And uh, the, he opens a folder, first questions he asked me, um, you know, like, have you ever been to jail? I was like, yeah, you know, I've been to jail, went, stole from Target when I was 17, but my recruiter took care of it, it's, it's expunged. He immediately just closed the file. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, you don't qualify. You're gonna have to go pick a different NEC. Um, and I was just devastated. I was like, what? That's what I joined the Navy to do is to be an IT to work on computers and networks and stuff, you know? So call my mom, call my grandma. My grandma was like, come home. My mom's like, Hey, I support you. Do whatever you want. Um, my mom has, you know, on her side, probably seven doctors and pharmacists and successful medical people. Um, she's from Guatemala. Um, my dad's like Irish Italian. So I kind of got a little bit of a mix. But, uh, yeah, so I chose Corman and, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did. I got to do and see amazing, amazing things and it brought me to where I'm at today. So, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. There's many, many MOS stories and, uh, you know, moment of truth, <laughs> moment of truth stories. Like when everybody comes to me about, about the military, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever lie you tell on day one, you stick with that lie until you die. You don't ever come clean because once once it's out there, man. But I mean, I, some guys get get sent home for fraudulent enlistment. Um, oh, you didn't tell us about that? Oh, pff, fraudulent enlistment. Boom, they'll send send you home. So I mean, you're lucky that it only resulted in an MOS change. So um, yeah, it rolled over to a pretty good one at that. So you were in in the Navy for ten years. What tell us about the end of your time in the Navy and getting out and what your transition was like. Um, yeah. So in the Navy for 10 years, I ended up, you know, bounced all over the place. Um, went to Naples for two years, came to San Diego, work, working at Balboa. That's where I'm at right now. Um, I went on a deployment, uh, went on USNS Mercy back early 2015. 
went to, you know, Papua New Guinea, Fiji, Philippines, Vietnam, mm-hmm. you know, that, that whole tour down here in the Pacific Guam and, uh, Hawaii a couple of times, which is a vacation basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, doing that work in the islands, right. <clears throat> I mean, we were out there, you know, literally building schools, building, you know, stuff for kids, uh, mm-hmm. going into clinics and laboratories and the like, kind of like re doing their whole lab. Um, it was some of the best work I think I've ever done really as a human. Right. So at that point, um, and I did so much when I was on the boat and I ended up getting capped to first class, which was amazing. Um, and I think just my time in the military, I've just was, I was just always really good at doing the things that people didn't want to do that would advance your career. Right. Um, I love getting in front of groups of sailors, rallying them, inspiring them to do something not only in their main job, but like, you know, put on this event or let's, let's do this workshop or let's, you know, volunteer at the shelter. You know, like I was always that guy um, because I knew there was kind of like something that um, I met, I ended up reading this book from Zig Ziglar uh, when I first started in late 2015. Um, and he said, you can have all you want in life as long as you're willing to help other people get what they want. Yeah. And I, when I read that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that's what leadership is. Like that's what my chiefs and my lieutenants preached, you know, mm-hmm. um, help, help your sailors and help your staff, you know, get to where they want to go, help them advance, you know, get, get them opportunity. So I just kind of like, I learned all those principles, like discipline, leadership, accountability, all, all the things that we are, that our su- superiors would, you know, preach into us, you know, as, as young bucks in the military. And then as you start to you know, grow and, and, and make rank and you get more responsibility. Um, I just really tapped into that and, and I figured like I can do this on the outside, you know? So I started to have these, these mental shifts where I'm like, okay, I have all these skill sets. They're transferable into the business world or entrepreneur world somehow. Right. And Mm -hmm. after seeing what I saw in the Pacific islands and I saw how families and kids were sleeping in these little tiki huts. They didn't have shoes, right. They didn't have like all these things that we take for granted sometimes in the United States. Um, I was like, I want to be able to do more and give more for people like this, but not just with my time because my time is limited. I only have 24 hours a day, but if I had more money, I could have a bigger impact. Right. People say that, you know, uh, money doesn't buy you happiness. Well, have you given enough away? Right. <laughs> you know, like the, like I'm, I'm a part of two organizations that I'm very proud of uh, pencils of promise. Every time, every 25 grand we raise, we build a school for kids in Mexico. Right. Oh, yeah. And the other programs call RIP medical. Every dollar we raise, we eradicate $10 in military medical veteran debt. And as you know, when you go out, get out the military, you go get rated and evaluated by these medical examiners and, and figure out what your, uh, disability is and what percentage you're going to get 10, 20, 30, 50%, or even hundred percent possibly. Right. And what does that mean? A free check for the rest of your life. You can get hundred percent and medical for hundred percent. Um, and, uh, you know, so many people don't get rated what, cause the system's really kind of rigged against you. If you think about it, like they don't want to give necessarily give you hundred percent you have to go to the right examiner, get the right questions, make the right appointments. And you have to be very proactive on all your medical stuff mm-hmm. to get the, the proper rating, but most veterans don't get the proper rating. So they need financial aid for their medical problems, their back, their joints, their PTSD, their, 
everything that's wrong with them. So RIP medical helps them get that, uh, get that money for their, for their medical when they're, when they get out. But yeah, that's, I wanted to figure out like, how can I do be a part of more organizations like that make more money give to them? Because I know they're going to have a bigger impact versus me going to volunteer my time and volunteering is great volunteer your time. But if you can make more money, you can have a way bigger impact. Absolutely. so I, st- that's the shifts that I started having after that deployment. And so when I got back, I was like, I need to find, I want to find something like I was so driven and so motivated not to just, you know, I had made E6 at that point, getting capped to first class and making E6 in the Navy. I was in for five and a half years at that point. And the average time it takes someone to make E6 is like 12 years typically. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to, if I do this, I'll sure I'll be a senior chief, master chief, or I'll probably become an officer. That's fine. But I want to do something bigger than that. You know, I want to be able to make as much money as I can. So I can give as much money, not only with my time, but with my money and build teams, do something on site on the outside. So I found, I was just up one night looking up stuff online. um, And I basically just came across like marketing, online marketing. And I started to realize that, there was businesses on, you know, your local listings on maps. And I'm like, okay, how do these businesses get on Google for me to click? Like if I need to find a carpet cleaner in my city, how is this guy ranked number one or two versus like all these other companies ranked on page two or three? Like I'm never going to go to page two or three. You're mm-hmm. always gonna, you're always going to click on page one or two. Right. All right. Or at the top of the search engine. So I started to connect these dots and I realized that there was a market for local brick and mortar businesses in my city or all over the world that are willing to pay someone to help them get customers. Right. So that's when I really started like research, like what are Facebook ads? What are Google search ads? What's YouTube ads? Now today we have TikTok ads. I didn't, we didn't, TikTok wasn't around when I started this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just started to connect those dots and, um, I learned how to do, um, SEO and it was, it was a process. It was a lot of research. It was a lot of late nights. Like I would wake up at 4 AM every day. I would go to the gym till about 6 AM. And then I had to be at work for seven. So in between there, I had to drive and shower. I'd be at work from seven till about 5 PM. And then at 5 PM till midnight, I was researching. I was, uh, taking notes. I was prospecting. I was calling clients. I was emailing, I was text messaging potential business owners, uh, that, that I could work with. Hey, do you guys need more customers? Right. And I did that and I became quite successful. And, and I started doing SEO, ranking people's websites online and getting them ranked above their competitors. And, uh, I mean, by month three, I was making about 20 grand a month, which was, at that time, you know, I mean, I was making in the Navy, maybe five grand a month would be, you get BAS, BS and BH. Wow. I mean, as an E6 in San Diego, somewhere around there, I can't remember, but I was doing really well. That's you know? awesome. And uh, I was like, this is, this is great. I found it. So I, I just kept going from there. Yeah. You know? um, and I, I did make a shift into paid traffic because SEO is a 30 to six, 30 day to 180 day process to get results for clients. And then, um, I did have to make a shift into paid traffic because there was a, uh, and you talk about like you, you learn your your biggest life lessons going through, you know, crashes and mistakes and bottoms (laughs) where you feel like. So I, I had probably at 18, 19 clients ranked like number one or number two for their niche 
like carpet cleaning or dental um, in their city, you know, San Diego, yeah. Escondido, Las Vegas, whatever. Cause that's what you search. Like if you need a carpet cleaning company, you'll say carpet cleaning company near me or carpet cleaning company, Vegas or something mm-hmm. like that. And I woke up one day and, um, I, the, all my clients' websites were like disappeared from page one from their searches. And wow. it turns out there was this massive SEO update that came out, uh, that just crashed my business, you know? So I had to get into paid ads. I lost half of those clients. Holy cow. Uh, half, you know, half of them stuck around and then I sucked at paid ads. God, I didn't know paid ads. I knew the SEO game. So it forced me to make a pivot. Like at that point, most people would probably say, Oh, this is too much. I quit. But, but no, you have to, when things change, you have to pivot. You have to stay in the game and you have to make a pivot and, and stay in the game. So I learned paid ads and I, I learned how to put a dollar into a Facebook ad and have it print five, $6 out for my clients. Basically yeah. that's pretty much how it works. Wow. So that, that's what I learned how to do. And, you know, and through that process, I had master chiefs come up to me saying, Hey Doug, I'm 45 years old. I'm, I'm about to get out the Navy. I do not <laughs> want to go sit in a classroom with 19 year olds. How do you do what you do? <laughs> that's awesome. So just, that's exactly how I got into coaching and that's education nice. because so many veterans were like, Hey, Doug, how do you do what you do? You know, that teach me how to do that too, you know, and that's transpired into what I'm doing today. So, wow. It's a new year. And for some of us, we may have spent a little too much over the holidays. Navy Federal Credit Union can help you pay down that credit card debt. You could get a low intro APR and balance transfers with their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Navy Federal can even help you get started on your next home improvement project. They offer a home equity line of credit with convenient access to funds when you need them at a variable rate. You can also get a fixed rate equity loan that has set monthly payments for large purchases. Consolidating debt with a home equity loan could also streamline and lower your monthly payments. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Our members are the mission. Navy Federal is federally insured. Equal housing lending. Membership required. Loans subject to approval. Call 1-888-842-6328 for details about credit costs and terms. HELOC APR is low as 6.5% as of November 23rd. All right, back to talk with Navy veteran Douglas James from the DouglasJames.com. So, Douglas, uh, I, I had a question for you. Um, you talked about several years ago when you were, you were ranking websites, which was a r- real popular, fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And years ago when I was following Pat Flynn, um, what was it? Smart, passive, smart, passive income. Um, I was always fascinated by how he was talking about how you're getting, getting his website ranked or inventing a new business based off solely ranking the website. And he talked quite a bit about that on a number of his podcasts and a lot of his information. And I remember back what would happen was Google would come out with an update and everything would change. And all these people would have to scramble to rank the website in a different way now. I mean, I remember yep. backlinking yep. was, it was a big thing. Like you got to get other people to put links to, to your website. And all of a sudden Google valued that heavily. And so the more backlinks you had, all of a sudden you were ranked really high yep. and it was just a constantly changing environment. So was it, uh, and I, I never really dawned on me until you mentioned that, but I guess what happened was Google and all these other search engines figured out, oh, we could just charge people money and then we put them at the mm-hmm. top. And so Google advertising was already happening back then, but it's become so much more now. It's all the paid traffic um, yeah. is probably way, way more interesting or 
you you made a shift to paid traffic when their one of their updates changed things overnight for you. So yeah, you still did you still focus mostly on paid traffic from there on out, or were you still trying to rank websites in a in the creative way? Yeah, uh, good question. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I I made a full pivot. I left SEO completely because you know it would take me you know, on average one to three months to rank a client's website. If mm-hmm. they gave me, you know, a $5,000 a month retainer plus ad spend, I can mm-hmm. put that ad spend directly into Google search traffic or Facebook ads and immediately start generating them new patients, customers, or clients like that day. Wow. Right. So yeah. when I saw that, it's like, I mean, you know, it's like you, you someone giving you lemons and you keep making lemonade, you know, like, it's, or you go find the lemons and you're just making lemonade. Like yeah, I'm, I'm going to drink lemonade all day. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to wait for, for it to grow out the ground. Like I have the fresh lemons here in front of me. So or out the tree. So, um, yeah, you know, I made that shift because there, there was like a Google maps update that came out called the penguin, you know, and they, they all had these little, like, you know, animal names yeah, they when they names. came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got out of SEO and, um, yeah. you know, Google, Google search traffic, you know, you put an ad at the top of the page, you know, and that's, that's literally 25% of all the clicks on page one and maps is about uh 50% and then about 25 to 30% between pay, uh, ad traffic and your, your organic listings that's your clicks. Um, so, I mean, if you're right at the top, you're getting a majority of the clicks anyway. So it's just a great place to, to advertise. And I just kept I just kept on doing that in, in all that I do today with paid traffic. Wow. So, um, yeah, that, that's incredible. I remember when all that was going on, I, I would follow it. I, I, I've made some feeble attempts at doing some things, but never really pursued it too far. Cause it was just, it was just way too much. And mm-hmm. the changing landscape, you never know when, and, and you think about like what, what ultimate power, like a, a Google search engine has where, they could just change the rules overnight and all of a sudden some websites go to the top and other websites go to the bottom. I mean, it was just yeah. it's really amazing when you think about it. But, uh, so you started having you know, chiefs and senior chiefs coming to you. They're getting out of the Navy, retiring and they're coming to you like help. <laughs> How are you doing all this? You started to yeah. gain a reputation while you're still on active duty about making money online and, and doing those kinds of things. So, it triggered you as, as far as coaching is concerned, especially on the veteran side. Um, you said what triggered me to, to do it on the coaching side? Yeah. I, was, I said, it, these guys coming to you kind of triggered yeah. you to jump into coaching. Yeah. Um, talk a little yeah. bit about that and what, what that experience was like. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talk about the, talk about the good stuff. Don't always talk about the bad stuff. Right. Like I did talk about the pivot, you know, it was like a bad thing, but it was a good thing. So like, I, ha- I did have the master chiefs coming up to me saying, Hey, how do you do that? But then I had a master chief of my own that was like trying to get me sent to captain's mass for freaking starting a business, you know? So like yep. there's always, there's always sides to it. And um, it, it's funny because there's actually per instruction. I don't think there's still today, like anything in there that says you can't have a business or, or be an entrepreneur when they were requesting that I, you know, <clears throat> that I, uh, uh, have per, I had to have permission to be like an entrepreneur, to be a business it, owner. It is a, so it they, is a fine line to walk. And when you're on active duty, you have to take that into consideration. And ultimately, you know, if you're, if you're master chief or your, your star major, or your CO says you ain't doing that. Well, then what do you do? You want, you want to take them to court and fight over? I mean, it, it, you got to be very, very careful 
Um, yeah, you do. There was, there's a Navy SEAL I interviewed long, many years ago. And he got, remember, uh, after, as after Bin Laden got killed and, um, the guy came out with the book and all this stuff. And all of a sudden he was revealing things he really shouldn't have been revealing. All of a sudden the Navy was on, was on the, you know, on the hunt for nailing people for, you know, divulging information, whatever. He had been running some kind of business website or something. I forget what it had to do with exactly at the time. And they brought him up on charges and he was about to go down. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, a couple of years ago, I went over to the JAG on base and I filled out this form that said I was starting this business and the CEO signed it. Huh? I wonder if I still got that piece of paper and he went and found it and he's like, Hey, is this, does this do it? And, and a, 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 a CEO had given him permission signed off by the JAG for him to start yeah. that business. And it, they're like, Oh, okay. All right, get out of here. He, he totally was exonerated of everything. And a lot of other people got in serious trouble for things that they were doing because he yeah. had that permission slip. But the problem is yeah. if you ask permission and they say no, well, you know, so yeah. do you try to do it covertly? It, it, it's, you know, you're walking kind of a tightrope when you're doing it and you're still on active duty. You just got to be, you got to be careful and aware of that. Yeah, I can, I think I can definitely speak to that. You know, um, it's, it's definitely hard because like you have a commitment of, you know, eight to 10 hour days, you have duties on weekends, potentially mm-hmm. being deployed. Right. But, um, uh, the way I look at it is if there's somewhere that you want to be, like you can't let anyone or anything get in your way. And there's always a strategic tactical approach to everything that you do, just mm-hmm. like they teach us in the military. Right. You know, so if you want to have a business and create wealth, um, the earlier, the better, you, you know, you have to get on that train and at least learn the skill sets or at least get around people mm-hmm. or go to events and experiences where people are doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, because you know, like I tell veterans all the time, like you have, there, there is an hourglass that's turned upside down on your time. Right. And you only have so much sand. You also have like another hourglass that's like turned upside down in your life. You don't, there's only so much sand there. Right. Yeah. So you have to figure out position yourself on what you're going to be doing post-service, the earlier, the better. I mean, I would say like after your first couple of years in the, in the, in the military, right. Start to think about like, what is life going to look like afterwards? And I know a lot of young people are probably not thinking about that, but definitely your people that are, you know, E sixes or chiefs or, you know, staff sergeants or later on E six and and above, they're like, crap, my time's coming up. And they start to get a little antsy. They're looking around. Like I have events here all the time and I have people that are getting out, you know, in the next six months and they're just kind of freaking out because they, they don't have anything lined up. And then military doesn't really line anything up for you. Yeah. They'll put you in taps class, show you how to fill out a resume, show you how to do, do, uh, you know, do a job interview, but no, there's no guarantee of any kind of high paying career. So I think creating your own economy is the best, the best route to go. And you just got to make it happen and get in the right people and listen to the right people. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the best decision I've ever made. And now, now to go back to your original question, just to learn about, uh, to talk about, uh, you know, just helping these chiefs and just helping veterans in, mm-hmm. in general, you know, make that transition that, you know, it's, it's, it's really a, all up here. You know, um, there's so many, because when you're in the military, you are trained basically to think a certain way, like be at work on time. You stay committed to your work, 
you show up for duties. If somebody calls in sick and you get called, you come in, there's all these things. And that's great. That's called a being, being a team, a, a team, uh, a teammate. Um, but you're at the end of the day, you are fulfilling the destiny mission and dream of someone else, whether you think so or not, you are right. You're doing it for our government, which is great. And is keeping our country safe, right? You're, you're deploying, you're doing these amazing things. Um, but there comes a time where the government's no longer going to need your services and they're going to kick you out, yep. you know, they're yeah. going to give you a nice little boot with an honorable discharge or, 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 you know, maybe you do something stupid and you get, I don't know, you know, stuff happens, but you have to start to consider what that transition looks like as early as possible because the day is going to come. And, uh, right now, if you look at the world economy, if you look at inflation and possible recession, like when you're in the military and you're getting your check from the government every two weeks, you don't really care about like what's going on with the economics. Like, the, and no one really talks about it when you're in the military. Like when I was in, I was in the Navy in uh, Bethesda, my first duty station was, was Bethesda, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And it was in 2008, June 11, 2008 is when I went to boot camp. And during that time, while I was getting my check from, from the military, the worst, like the worst real estate crash recession happened that year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what was going on because I was a 19 year old kid and I was getting a check every two weeks. Yeah. You're, what do you're I care? completely insulated from economic factors. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but now that, now that I'm in this entrepreneur business world and I'm investing in crypto and real estate and I'm looking at all these deals everyone I talk about is in fear of uh, 2008 happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but the real smart money is looking at an opportunity of a possible recession coming in a market crash as an opportunity to buy up everything while, yeah. while it's low. Cause in three, five years, it's going to go back up. And that's, that's the next wave of deca millionaires and billionaires are going to be made in the next two to three years. Yeah. Right. So I think that's why getting in business now as early as possible, understanding how economy works, understanding how money works is so imperatively important uh, to your growth and transition beyond the military, mm-hmm. right? There's so, there's so much opportunity out here. So in, in kind of like in my coaching and what I do with veterans, um, we talk about, we know, I show them how, what we do, how we generate leads for businesses and how they can make that uh, as a business for themselves. Um, but now I'm starting to put on these exclusive events where I'm inviting military veterans to come out, uh, to, to spend a couple of days, like in, in March next year, March of 2023, we're going to have a 300 person veteran event in San Diego. We're going to have Robert Kiyosaki there, Jason awesome. Redman as well. Dude, how'd you get Kiyosaki? Holy cow. Really? <laughs> That's a fun story. So <laughs> I'm sure it is. I just happened. To, so I'm in, I live in San Diego, right? So I was in, uh, I joined, um, uh, do you know who Joe Polish is? By chance? No, I know Jason Redmond and Robert Kiyosaki, but okay. If you don't know Joe Polish, I would I highly recommend you look him up and, and check out his book. What's in it for them? Sure, it's on my shelf over here. I mean, the title of that book. I, I mean, I can go into that. What's in it for them? Like anything, everything you do, all in life, just consider what's in it for the other person. Because if you can help them get what they want, you can have all you want in life, right? Just yeah. like Zig Ziglar said. Uh-huh. So, Joe Polish, I joined his uh, program. It's called Genius Network. He basically gathers. I mean, he has some of the he's got celebrities. He's got athletes in the room. He's got <clears throat> some of the biggest entrepreneurs, influencers that go to these events. So I, I linked up with him because at my level of the game, I'm like, this is where I need to be for me to go to the next level. Right. So 
I go to his event. It was amazing. I'm, I'm, I leave, I'm heading to the airport. I'm like four hours before my flight flies out. I stop at this restaurant in a really nice part of Arizona. It, it was in Arizona in, in the Scottsdale area area. And I stopped in a uh, Biltmore, which is kind of like the, kind of like the bougie luxury part of Scottsdale or Phoenix area. And, uh, there's a restaurant called Hillstone and I just go up to the bar and I'm like, you know, look in the menu. I'm like, Oh, cool. They have sushi, you know, like, you know, I'm ordering sushi and then, uh, you know, someone sitting, sits literally right next to me and I look over and I'm like, fuck, that's Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it's just, wow. it sits down next to me. Um, you know, so I just kind of gave him a minute. He was wrapping up a call and then, uh, I said, Hey Robert, are we going to have some sushi or we're we just going to drink wine all night? Cause he was drinking wine. That's like, it didn't look like he was ordering. So we just struck up a conversation, man. And you know, and, uh, we had wine and we ate together for about an hour, hour and a half. And the time just flew by, but he was telling me about, you know, he was in the Marines for four years. I mean, yeah. he was on the helicopters and, and, and yeah. during Vietnam and all that. And, um, told him about my experience, what I'm doing with veterans. I told him about this event I'm having in March as well. And, I mean, he was just like, I'm, I'm there. Like, I'll come speak to your group. That's basically how it happened. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's big with the veteran community. He, uh, he wants to help and, and be useful as much as possible. So yeah, in March, we're going to have a military wealth summit. Um, that's militarywealthsummit.com if anyone wants to check it out. But, uh, awesome. yeah, he's, he's going to be there. Jason Redman as well is going to be there. Um, and speaking, uh, as well as some other, uh, incredible speakers, but the whole premise of the event is like, you know, come out to San Diego for a couple of days in March with us. And we're just going to be covering the three main pillars that I think any veteran or even active duty that is looking to transition needs to understand. They need to understand business. They need to understand financial literacy, how money works. Mm -hmm. Um, and they need to understand their, how their leadership skills and military skills transition into the business world because we we all have it in us like for you to excel your career in the military you had to be an entrepreneur at heart why because you had to do great at your main job you had to go volunteer right you had to volunteer not only uh like you know out in town or at shelters or or mm -hmm. whatever your whatever your good cause was you also had to go to go on deployment right um you collateral had to duties What's that? Collateral duties. Collateral duties. Yes. Collateral duties. Doesn't right. No matter what your MOS is, you're doing all sorts of stuff. Jack of all trades. Yeah. <laughs> Jack of all trades, you know, go to college, right? Yeah. You have to do all these things. You get, and then you get all these little points that add up when you go take your advancement exam. So you get like, if you have like four NAMs, you get like, you know, eight points or whatever. I think the cap might've been five. It's been a while now. Uh, Actually, I got my last eval a promotable E6 framed over here. <laughs> That's like the last time anybody had control of how much money I get to make. That was it right there. was right there on, on, on that eval. It says promotable sign off my, my, my chief or whatever. Isn't that awesome way to put it? That's the last time somebody else had control over how much I make. Love that. That was it. that was the last time, you know, my, my last eval out, out the Navy <clears throat> and I frame it and that was it. Because you know, now it, I'm fully in control. It's easy when you're working within that structure of the military to just be, you just go, 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 go. And then, because I had, a, you know, I got out after eight years and then I was in the reserves and I went back on active duty after September 11th, actually ended up re retiring from active reserve. But I was, you know, in and out a couple different times. And like when, when I first got out, I was like, holy cow, I had no idea how like stressful and miserable everything was for me. 
you know, because I was just fight, you know, just in the fight all day long, every day, making it happen, not going to give in. And then you mm-hmm. get out, and all of a sudden the pack hits the floor, and you're like, whew. And then, and then to come back into it, like after you'd been gone for a while, it's just, and all, all of a sudden you start re- dealing with like archaic ways of doing things, and you like you've been out doing the entrepreneurial thing for a little while, and it's, you know, entrepreneurs. Well, as joke, entrepreneurs become unemployable. You know, they they're, they're not ever going to be able to work for somebody else because um, they've seen the they've seen the other side, they've seen the light. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man, exactly. So, yeah, unfortunately, we're we're get we're over time at this point, but. Um, I do want to give you the last word. So, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, possibly check out what you're doing with uh, coaching veterans and uh, anything else you got going on uh, social media uh, promotion wise. You'd say you support, you promote a lot of brick and mortar businesses via uh, social media and ad ads yeah. and all that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, my main website. You've said it a few times. V douglasjames.com. That's T-H-E douglasjames.com. You're welcome to go there. Um, Military Wealth Summit is something I'm super passionate about. So if if you want to come find me there, hang out in San Diego, go to militarywealthsummit.com. I'm very active on social media, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Just, you know, search Douglas James Mm -hmm. and you'll find me with the blue check. I'm verified on all my social medias as well. So you have to pay for that now. Uh, I think the Twitter one, yeah, Elon's trying to get you to pay for it. I had to, yeah, I think he finally actually implemented that like this week or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing stuff. I've, I've been blue check for a while just because, but the whole story with the blue check, it's like, they, they want you to blue check because you want the blue check because when you have a certain level of influence and you have all these hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers, um, other people will start to go make duplicate accounts with your face and name on it. And other people think it's you. And then they'll DM you and DM you and say, Hey, this is Douglas James, like buy my stuff, but it's not really me. It's a fake account. Oh, wow. So you got to follow, yeah. make sure you, it's the blue check because people are trying to scam people and stuff. So that's just a little tidbit. <laughs> Always something going on. Well, Hey, I do want to give you the last word. Uh, Douglas, if you're talking to somebody that's in the military, looking, got a transition on the horizon, don't really want to jump into the corporate America and work in the cube farm. What kind of advice would you have for them? Create your own economy, start as soon as possible and you can do anything. The, the things, the stories, where you come from, the, your beliefs that you might have now, you have the uh, authority to change your belief system, right? Mm. You have the ability to say, Hey, this is not serving me anymore. I can make a shift. I can make a pivot and focus on something else that's serving me. You know, so empower yourself to make better decisions, get in the right circles around, around the right people that are doing it. If there's somewhere you want to be, go find the people doing it, right? You're the average of the five people you hang out with. When I was 21 years old and I was an E3 sailor, I was, my five friends were drinking and chasing girls, right? (laughs) Then that's all I knew. But now I have an eight figure company. We've been on the Inc 5,000 twice right? My top five friends are all decamillionaires. One of them a billionaire, right? So I'm going in in a different trajectory now. So get around the right people, the right circles, um, militarywealthsummit.com. That might be your gateway as well. So check it out. Love to see you guys there. That's awesome. Well, Douglas, thanks for sharing your, sharing your veteran entrepreneurial success story. Uh, uh, make us proud out there. You've done so already. And we look forward to seeing your future success. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate the time. Thank you. you. All right, we're Oscar Mike.
Hey, one last thing real quick. Uh, Douglas wanted me to share. If you do want to go to the Military Wealth Summit, it's being held in San Diego, March 3rd through the 5th. Robert Kiyosaki speaking. That's the militarywealthsummit.com. Go there, get tickets, check it out. I'm hoping to attend uh, and let me know if you plan on attending. We'll try to try to link up militarywealthsummit.com. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>